Welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the daily podcast where we read Patrick Rothfuss's The Wise Man's Fear page by page. This is page 912. Indeed, your grace. He gave me an oddly calculating look. What do you make of it? Before I could answer, there was the sound of a female voice from the outer rooms. Alvarin's scowl vanished, and he sat up straighter in his chair. I hid a smile behind my hand. It's Meluin, Alvaron said. If I am correct, she is bringing us the question I mentioned earlier. He gave me a sly smile. I think you will enjoy it. A puzzling thing indeed. That's the page and the chapter. I'm Jeremy. I'm Jordana. I'm Nick. And I think that any time Quoth notes something as being odd, we should pay attention. What is he responding to? He's, he's saying, he's responding to the news of the Chandrian, right? He's saying the leader who didn't mind being shot through the leg, the one who disappeared, True, Your Grace. I believe you, strange and bitter news. What do you make of it? With an oddly calculating look. I put to you, my podcasting cohort, that the mayor does know something. He is clued in in some level. Maybe he's just suspicious, but he's got more than this as data points pointing to supernatural forces at work in his land. And he's deciding whether or not to let Quoth in to that information when Mello and Lackless comes in and shanghai any chance of this information continuing yeah i mean it definitely does make one think that the mayor is we raised on the previous page the mayor is skeptical of his whole story but why doesn't he push quoth harder on like quoth describing this weird supernatural event this guy who like can't be harmed the mayor kind of lets that one go and then gives him this oddly calculating look that kind of implies that the mayor knows that the supernatural is real in a not vintage superstition way, but in a like more understands how the world really works way. And he's trying to see what Quoth knows about it. And then they're interrupted. Yeah. And I read this as he's challenging him on it in order to verify, like, this is a tall story, right? So I'm going to challenge you on every detail. The final detail, the one I'm actually interested in is the one of, of the supernatural guy. But if you're just lying about the whole thing, that's fine. So I'm going to challenge you on this. Like, this is unusual. The idea that you dealt with all of these men by yourself. Going to challenge you there. You're sticking to that story. All right. So you're also going to stick to the story of the supernatural guy. Hmm. Interesting. What do you make of it? A guy who's also come to the same conclusion I have about the existence of the mayor, someone, or not the mayor of the Emir. Uh, oh my God. Amir, mayor, their, their acronyms. <laughs> Uh... do you mean anagrams yes <laughs> i realized too late that acronyms are not what i thought they were but i thought it was funny it was funny jordana what do you make of it i i, I don't think that oh no i didn't think this at first but now nick weaseled into my brain and now i might believe it the like the mayor and amir being say so now i forget the word <laughs> the, the not acronym Anagrams. No, I, I'm kidding. I, I think that anytime someone's like, yeah, this is an acronym or this is an anagram of this thing, that means it's proof. No, that's nonsense. You're just completely like looking for proof where none exists. I think any savvy author will hide clues in more interesting ways than just putting like... I think anagrams are interesting. Okay, anyway, that wasn't my main the, point. The idea that like KISS stands for Knights in Satan's Service is silly. I'm sorry. You're trying to find... You're trying to connect dots where none exist. I've never even heard of that. Things like that. That's just an example. Isn't that like, didn't, didn't the band come up with that? I don't think so. Or if they did, it came later. 
And I'm and I'm speaking as someone who has read Gene Simmons, Gene Simmons' autobiography, so I think I know a thing or two. Kiss, if I did it, by Gene Simmons. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Alperon's scowl vanishes, and he sits up straighter in his chair when he hears that Mellowin is coming. Now, you could read this, and I think Quoth reads this as, "Ah, it's cute. He like wants to be on his best behavior for his wife," but. What if that's not what's happening? 100%. Absolutely. Agreed. What? What could possibly be the other thing that's happening? What if he's scared of her? Scared of her? So, yeah, I, I think that a, a more... So, I agree with you. I think it's likely that she's actually, you know, he's threatened by her. Maybe he did, didn't want the marriage. I don't know. But uh, I think that a perhaps less sinister read is, this is someone I need to show propriety around. Like, I cannot be unguarded around her. I have to affect a certain affect. It needn't necessarily be fear, but I think fear is a really interesting and compelling read. What if he got into this marriage not knowing exactly what he'd bargained for? Either that she is actually like a scary woman who's bossing him around, because we already know that she's kind of a frosty person from her conversation with Quoth, but what if she's a Chandrian? I don't know. What if she's like scary and like, what if she's threatening to him, not just in like an emasculating way, but in like a, she could do me serious harm way. She's still powerful in her own right. Right. As I recall, like, she's rich. Yeah. She's rich. She's, she's like, I think that's part of why he wanted to marry her. She's like, Wait, did Jeremy say that again. She's rich. Yeah. You know, rich, powerful, you know, you rescue her. The reward could be well, more well than you could imagine. I don't know. I can imagine quite a lot. <laughs> what is this bit? What bit are we all? What is like the er bit that we're always doing? You needn't worry about your Star Wars. Word. If money is all that you love, this then that's Star what you'll receive. Good. That's what I want. Money. I like money. Hubba, hubba, hubba. So you got your award and now you're out of here? That's right. Yeah, you know, you, you can come with me. We could use a good pilot. Oh, come on. They, they, you're turning your back on them. I am. You know what we're up against. Okay, I get what part of the movies it's from now, but wow, Jesus Christ! What else? What? Where do you put the useful things in your memory if most of it is Star Wars? We jettison that shit. Don't give me that look. I know what I'm doing. (laughs) Algebra, feh. Calculus, feh. Chemistry, forget about it. The names of my neighbors? No. My parents' birthdays? Nah. <laughs> My co-host's birthdays? No way. Absolutely Mine's not. so easy. It doesn't ring a bell. To be fair, I only remember Nick's birthday because it's the day after my wedding anniversary. <laughs> oh, it's all about you, is I'm it? I'm just saying it's a really easy way to remember it. The last line on this page is is such like a silly pun. It, it does make me roll my eyes a little bit. It's like, I think you'll enjoy it. A puzzling thing indeed, because it's a puzzle. Wah, wah, wah. It's a puzzle, but it's also puzzling. And the mayor's right that both will enjoy it. Like this is one of those moments where the mayor is more warm or seems more warm than he he does sometimes. Like he's right. He's got close number here that this is like a great challenge for him that he's very well suited for. And also is perhaps a hinge point on which the fate of the world of Temerant rests, but that's neither here nor there. Do we have any other notes on this one? I am out of things. Well, you must have one Are you more. Sure? Oh, no, wait, sorry. Uh, right, yeah, at the end of a chapter, this chapter was called Notes. 
I kind of forget what it's referring to, though. <laughs> it's referring to the note that Quoth finds in Denna's room, the note that he wrote her before he left. But that's only one note. Well, if you had let me finish, you would have learned that the second note is the note that Quoth sent to the mayor via Dayton explaining what he did with the bandits, the note that their mayor doesn't believe. Ah, I see. Okay, fine. Reasonable. Two notes. Boom. Done. Acceptable. We have a letter. Since this was a short episode, I don't mind reading this. A third note. Letter. Wait, what? A note, you might say. Yeah, yes, yet one. another note. <laughs> this is from the Wolf of Jersey, who writes, On the end of the book. Hello, pagers three. I haven't written in a bit, but I have been waiting for you guys to discuss the fake Rutroop and the returning of the girls slash the townspeople's reaction. This is my least favorite portion of both books, and I wanted to see if you guys would give it some perspective and make me not hate it. Yeah, kinda did, though I still get super mad at how the townspeople treated Quoth and the fact that there's discussion of him going to trial for it. Makes me want to rage, but you've made it so I can swallow it. On episode for page 891, you read a letter talking about the Lathani. I've always felt like the last quarter of this book is so separated and ill-paced comparatively to the rest of the book. The Rutroop and town thing just seems kind of out of place, and it almost feels like it was added after the fact. Jeremy is right. He does all these very serious actions with no thought of the Lathani until the end. He doesn't reference any of the fighting moves he spent the last two months learning either. I feel like Quoth is a better student than this is giving us a feel for. Conversations of the Lathani made up at least half of his day every day for at least a month, but once he leaves, he doesn't consider it at all. It just feels like it was added to remind us of some of the Amir ideas like you have discussed and just doesn't flow with the total narrative. I would have gladly read more about his return to the university in more detail than have these several chapters of annoying human behavior. Just wanted to share my thoughts. Signed, The Wolf of Jersey. I have things, but I want to toss it to my coworkers first. Hey, we don't work with you. I meant to say co-hosts, but <laughs> I've got work on the brain. Isn't this work podcast? Podcasting is a real job for real people. Podcasting. If you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. Exactly. I do think we are supposed to find the predicament that Quoth finds himself in the town after he's rescued the girls frustrating. Like, I don't think that's an accident. I think we're supposed to be pissed off on Quoth's behalf that after he's done this arguably heroic thing, he then has to explain himself to these yokels um, who treat him like shit. And as for your second point, like, I don't think I need the book to tell me that he's doing cool Ada martial arts stuff to these bandits. Cause I, I think it is obvious and goes without saying that he's beating them using the techniques he learned in Ademra. I think he isn't thinking about the Lathani because despite the fact that he had had it drilled into him for months, he hasn't really internalized it, which I kind of think is the point. Yep. I agree with Jeremy. To be fair, it's Quoth who introduces the idea of him being jailed. I think the townsfolk, are kind of not interested in doing it, but Quoth, who is perhaps dealing with some kind of anxiety about it, is trying to head off the idea that that someone might insist on it. And also, I think it's doing some work to remind us that Quoth, like justice and the law are not the same thing. I think the the townsfolk's reaction and the gender politics at play stand in stark and intentional contrast to the uh, this time at the Adem. And finally, I do think that he needs something to do to like pay off all the martial arts he's learned. So I agree with you that it's frustrating. I don't feel like it's out of place. I feel like it does need to be there. And the other piece is that I think it might be setting something up. I think that we like part of the reason this maybe feels truncated or, or uh, a late addition that doesn't fit is that it's part of setup that we haven't seen the payoff for yet. Reasonable. 
I have no additions. Well, then we should probably, you know, get out of here. I feel like uh, now that the, um, the the turrets have been taken down, they have a clear shot at our at the trench on our on our Death Star. Yeah, yeah. You worry about those fighters. I'll worry about the tower. Why are we in the Death Star? Well, the station is now the ultimate power in the universe. <laughs> Don't be, be too proud of this technolo- technological terror you've constructed. Brackets this podcast. <laughs> listeners uh we will fight off a plucky band of rebels uh striking from their secret base uh on yavin 4 on tomorrow's page um is that it the wind ne- negative negative it didn't go in just impacted on the surface i'm hearing that all the time